This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is Hide and Seek. And these are the Sextras. Bonus sexy content. You're Exclusive to podcast. Yes, it is exclusive. Whoa, my headphones were really loud and you just shouted in my ears. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> ah, my brain is exploding. Um, okay, short. Now that the ringing in my ears has stopped. Mm. Um, yes, we are in back the sextras. Back to <laughs> Back to <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Um, We have loads and loads and loads and loads. To share. To share. <laughs> <laughs> I always have loads to share. Oh, you're such a giving person, Michael. I'm, I'm, I'm just a giver. I'm yes. a giver, Timothy. Um, I want to harken back to what we were talking about in the live show, in our main show. We were talking about kinky events that go on in Berlin. How many times have you been to Berlin? Zero. You've been zero? I am very jealous. You just bring up all the content even though you've never been there. Hmm. I've been there. I'm living vicariously through everyone else. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Not for long. Not for long. I'm going um, to the Atlantis cruise this year. Oh, my goodness. My first one. How long does it go for? Eight days, I believe. Okay, that's not A- horrible. And I'm going to chuck Berlin in the schedule. Oh, good on you. Mm, so, yeah. where do you where do you start from and where do you end up? I think you start in Athens. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you start in Barcelona because it links up with the circuit party. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, and the circuit party is in Barcelona. Mm. And I think that happens before the cruise. So I think you start in Barcelona and end in Athens. That oh. would make sense. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, no, I've never done a cruise. I haven't done uh, Athens, but um, my partner is Greek and wants to take me to Greece. So it is amazing. Yeah. I think we would like to go there. I'm trying to learn Greek in preparation for going. But oh, it's going don't terribly. <laughs> it's, it's going awful. terribly. Sorry, no, Greek people. It's a great, it's a great language. It's very it's difficult. It's a great country. The people are lovely, but the language is so difficult. It's really difficult I and only because know it's written so different. That's the only word I know. Mm. Mm. Um, I know very little. <laughs> I'm learning very much like the like grassroots of <laughs> yeah. Greek. I'm learning like a and the and Is like, this so you can meet and... the family? Do no, they I speak met... English? Uh, no, they speak English, but yes. um, uh, a lot of their family speaks Greek also. Sure. Um, yeah. Some of them don't speak it at home, but mm. a lot of them uh, speak it to converse with other members of their family. He's got members of his family that don't speak uh, very very much English. It was very interesting. When I went <clears throat> to Athens, I was asking these two Greek women where the uh, where the post office was. Mm-hmm. And I tried my very best to do it in Greek. And they laughed at me. Yeah. And they said, would where are you from? <laughs> and I said, I'm from Australia. And they said, oh, I'm glad. At least you're not German. <laughs> was, there, was your accent that terrible that they thought you were German? No, but they just don't like the Germans because of the Troika. Sure. Because that led to yeah. their economy being... Yeah. I just assumed you were... Attacked. <laughs> I just assumed you were so awful that you sounded German for them to make that mistake. Perhaps. Um, perhaps. No, the the Greeks traditionally love the Australian people because we have the highest Greek population outside of... True. Outside of Greece. True. And they were very welcoming. Mm. I went to Mykonos, Santorini in Athens... And I went to other countries in Europe, and in my view, they were my favourite. Oh, well, the wait, four countries. Wait till you go to Germany. Mm. Are you are you planning to go to anywhere else in Germany other than Berlin? No, I don't think I have time. It's a wonderfully beautiful country. If you yep. don't want to just like 
go into a sex dungeon and just get pounded left, right, and center. That sounds uh, fine to me. That's that's mm. also fine. Uh, mm. But there is uh, many another thing to to do throughout Germany. It's um it's really strikingly beautiful country. Mm. Um, yeah, I've been. A but we're times. talking about sex dungeons. But we are talking about sex dungeons. Well, sex parties. Sex in dungeons. parties. Um, yeah, and you know, obviously, infamously, laboratory has some of the biggest and. Uh, most elaborate sex parties yes. in uh, in Berlin, I think, in most of in a lot of Europe, uh, has another you know a, a lot of other clubs around Berlin that that also do sex parties like Kit Kat Club and stuff yeah. do do big things. And Bergheim, while it's not necessarily a sex club, you know, lends itself to people just having sex on the dance floor. And, and I think thing. from someone coming from a country which is a little bit more conservative. Mm. Uh, we're not as good with nudity here in Australia, unless it's in specific areas. Yeah. You just can't go to a park out in the open and yeah. be in the buff, for example. There are lots of sexually adventurous parties in clubs and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Every and single- it is human nature to kind of gawk and look uh, at people. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not necessarily just us. Even while I was in Germany, I found... You know, they're, they're a voyeuristic people as much as they're an exhibitionist people. Sure. Uh, so, they enjoyed watching and looking as much as the next person, I think. Do they like being gawked at? I, I'm assuming I'm, exhibitionists do. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the kind of gawk, hmm. I guess. It depends on the presence. It depends on the party. depends on the people. If it's just some weirdo standing, like, half in the shadows, like... Hopefully not taking from across photos the- of you. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully not taking photos, unless that's what you're after, and then, sure, that's great. Uh, no, mm. I, I find they're just as, yeah, as voyeuristic as they are exhibitionists. So I guess there's a few tips and tricks with Berlin. Leave your glitter pants at the door. <laughs> Leave your glitter pants at the door. Again, this depends on the party. If mm. we're talking about trying to, to get into certain elite fetish and kink clubs, glitter, probably not what's going to be... Do not get glitter anywhere near my leather. No, or ever. or near my penis. Yes. Because uh, glitter and foreskins do not a happy marriage make. Absolutely they, not. They are, they are not good bedfellows. Mm. Um, but, I mean, if you're going to a sex party that's in, like, a sex on-premises venue, um, you know, as long as you pay your entry and you're looking not like a serial killer, they'll let you in. So, mm. glitter probably not as much of a problem there. But if you're going to sort of one of the really, like, elite private sex parties then yeah turn up in in the requisite attire yes figure what that figure out what that is beforehand and if it's if it's one of those parties that you have to like join an email list or you have to request from the host generally in however it's advertised they'll let you know Uh, it's expected that people you know bring their own bag to secure their clothes in or we provide lockers or uh, this is a drug and alcohol free environment or whatever the party parameters are should be made clear to you but if they aren't ask because and you something don't want to turn up in the wrong thing. That is unwritten in any party is consent, and many times is is written very As clearly well. in some parties, which um, yes. which are great too. Mm. Um, but it's, and I've talked about this on the show before. It can be, it can be difficult to navigate consent with a, a large number of people all at once. You know, we might start hooking up over a barrel at Club 80, for example, and I've communicated that yes, Tim, I would like you to pound the living crap out of me. Um, hmm. but that might not mean that I want everyone in the venue to pound the living crap out of me. Or yes. when I tell you, you know, I really want you to play with my nipples because it gets me off, which hmm. it doesn't, by the way, because my nipples do nothing. Um, it doesn't mean that I want Joe Blow, whoever, to just walk up and grab my nipples. Again, so do I that have might to... be different for everyone. 
Maybe I need to grab a texture or something, right? Property of Tim or Property something. Property of Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, funnily enough, often they, those don't work. We've tried that with uh, Sex on Premises venues doing, like, for how many guys you've had sex with, trying to do, like, the numbers, like, writing it in, in permanent marker. Oh, so Freddie has he- <laughs> moved on from his little clicker, has no, he? No, that's how he ended up with the clicker. Ah. Um, I can't remember where I got it from. Trial but and error. Someone was throwing it out or something, and I was like, oh, oh, I'm going to take that. Hmm. I'm taking that home. <laughs> you've never thought to write Property of Michael? No, because he doesn't belong to me. <laughs> <laughs> he belongs to the world. Aww. He belongs to whoever has the nicest looking penis. I think. <laughs> oh, you're such a giver, Michael. I'm such a giver. <laughs> um, back to consent. Back to consent. We're in a dark room. Mm. No one's talking. Yep. Everyone's moaning. How do you do this? How do you do it? Mm. Um, it? Again, it depends on the situation. Sometimes if it's in a private sex party... Again, things will be happening in different corners or different areas of the room. So you might have an opportunity while you're like, you know, on scruff or while you're grabbing a drink or you're doing whatever yep. while you're just being sucked off. And it's not like a super intense experience. You might have the opportunity to go, hey, I want you to fuck me. I want, you know, I'm going to bend over. You should come and blow a load in me, etc. So you can have really clear verbal communication. Yes. And that can aid in the sexual gratification of all parties to be like, yeah, I really want you to do this. I really want you to do that. That's a really hot way to sort of give someone consent. And consent exists when someone is nude as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And consent isn't just... I just said you can give someone consent, which you can. But consent isn't just about, Tim, I want you to do this and I don't want you to do that. And yes. for you to say, I want you to do this and don't want you to do that. It's um, it's an ongoing conversation. Sure. It's an ongoing thing that can be stopped and started and revised at any time. It's not a clear... like. It's not a set of rules. Consent isn't a set of rules. Yeah. It's making sure that you are in a partnership with the person, and it might be a fleeting partnership with you and one other person, sure. where they just come and blow a load in you and leave. Great. Um, or it might be a long-lasting relationship. Yes. Uh, but it's it's an ongoing process of making sure that we're all on the same page throughout the experience, and then everyone has a good time. That doesn't mean that it has to be laborious and boring and... And, ugh, and, oh, God, we have to talk about consent. Can't everyone just get off? It's like, well, yeah, you can do both things at the same time. Yeah. You can communicate consent through, like, well, I'm going to grab your nipple. And then if that sort of arouses you, I'll be like, cool, well, maybe I'll grab it a little bit more. And if it doesn't, I'll be like, mm, well, maybe I won't focus on the nipples. And there's, there's just different ways that you can talk about it. And something else that Berlin is notorious for is BDSM-type parties. Mm-hmm. So there will be those scenes that are set up between a, a sub and a dom, yep. you don't just go in and interrupt them and do whatever you want. I've seen people do that here in Melbourne, and mm. it drives me up the friggin' wall. Absolutely. You don't just walk into a group of people and just start grabbing things. and Exactly. And especially in BDSM, just start walking into a scenario where, you know, the, the sub might not have the faintest clue as to A, who you are, or B, that you know what you're doing. Mm. Um, so in a, in a BDSM scenario where there's a clear dom and a clear... So, uh, clear dom and a clear sub um my advice would be go over to the to the dom because they're usually the one that can engage in conversation more readily like you know the sub might be restrained in some way or might be gagged whatever so just doing a are you guys looking for a third or a fifth or an eighth or whatever the situation calls for yes um is the way to go and be then polite be polite the dom. um and then the dom can if the the sub isn't already communicating with you can be like, hey, do you want another, like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Mm. Was there anything else on the live show that you wanted to extrapolate, Michael? Oh, extrapolate. I would love to extrapolate. Ooh. 
Um, in, in regards to the Berlin kind of scene, the Europe sex scene thing, not so much. Um, I think that's probably covered everything, but we have talked throughout the show, the live show and, and through into the sextras about, you know, things like apps and websites, um, are an immensely powerful tool in arranging sex parties. They can be a way that you can, like I said, you can use a BBRT to to find the right kinds of people. And by the right kinds of people, I mean like a good balanced fit. Not right Craigslist anymore? No, because because that's all been taken down Mm. in the Foster-Sester era, which is something we'll continue to discuss as that's increasingly uh, encroaching on queer spaces, be that on our social networking apps or on things like Tumblr, which... Yes, has... my scruff pic got taken down. Yes, uh, that's something I'd really like to discuss in in the coming weeks is mm. um, is what's happening with things like Foster Sester, but not just that with uh, apps being at the helm of uh, gatekeeping technology companies like your your big companies like your Google and your Apple and stuff that mm. um, you know something happens on one app and you go this is terrible Tinder's done this or Tumblr's done that or Scruff's done this da 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 but it's probably not actually being actioned on part of the app it's actually being uh, restrained by a larger corporation platform. a larger platform a larger app store which is trying to cater to different markets so they're mm. not just catering to Tim Tim Little here, here in Melbourne they're also catering to you know the Chinese market mm. or the Arab market or to the Canadian market or whatever and there's certain pressures from certain areas of different communities that are putting restrictions on what is and what is not acceptable so that that platform can continue in those jurisdictions it's very complex but also with things like Foster Sesta Ensuring they don't break the law. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that needs as, to be you know, too. potentially uh, immoral and unethical as as some of them may be, and harmful to not just LGBTI communities and sex workers, but you know these companies still still have to abide by the law. This is the weekly download. Sorry, I just wanted to say loads again. Down loads on Joy ninety four point nine. Speaking about sketchy things. <laughs> Sketchy sex. Yeah, you... What is this in porn? This is, like, a certain way of shooting, right? Uh, Not your load. Uh, So, it's funny you hadn't heard of this this porn company. We just obviously have different tastes. I have a a bit of a... You like a story, but there's no story. No, it's not just that I like a story. I like scenes where they don't feel entirely fake. I like scenes that have some sense of reality to them. When You know when it's just like... Like, Hunky Man number one and Hunky Man number two walk into, like, what is clearly, like, a set-up, like, set or hotel room, and then they just start going at it. I'm like, this, like, it just all feels very forced and fake. Um, So, I'm quite a fan of amateur porn on either Pornhub or YouTube. uh, YouTube. (laughs) Not any of that on there. Or Xtube and that sort of stuff that's, like, that very done-at-home kind of style, which is why I really liked Tumblr porn, because it was lots of, like, queer content creators making their own um and one of them that i um quite like is called sketchy sex which you hadn't heard of before so michael are you ever likely to railroad freddie across a bathtub um has that thought sprung to your mind no because we both have terrible issues with our necks shoulders and backs and like getting (laughs) waking up like stiff in all the wrong ways so if i tried to have sex with him over a bath he'd be like no my back hurts (laughs) oh um yeah we're both well overdue for an osteo appointment i think well this Um, guy looks like he's barely 18 yeah Mm. which 
Um, Most of them do. So actually, for a lot saying. of the a lot of the sketchy sex scenes kind of fall into a frat boy frat party mm-hmm. kind of environment. Not like a hey, let's throw back some beers and then like let's jerk off, but not in a gay way. It's not that kind of frat. Kind well, of thing. there's no. But some of them talking. are filmed in what look like actual frat houses uh, or the spaces that they've just hired, and you can see people come in and out of the scenario. Someone else mm. will come to the door. Someone else will leave, and you know it's just like, and they're always in like really sketchy kind of it's they're not like nice polished frat houses they've always got like spray paint graffiti on the wall and like old grotty couches and stuff like that it always feels very like we could be arrested at any moment and there's always just random penises appearing being stroked when i'm watching porn i don't mind a random penis appearing but it's not just one Mm. They just appear out of the corner of your eye. <laughs> out, of the, out of the corner of the lens. Mm. To to give some context, the, the clip that we're watching now is a guy being railroaded over a bathtub, yes. which looks relatively uncomfortable. Um, but it's a relatively tight up shot of his nether regions and he's being pounded away at. And yeah, there are some sort of waiting tops in the background, you know, uh, poised in their moment to strike. Nah. Um, but you do, yeah, you often get like, just like, a little penis being stroked in the in the background. And you're like, oh, is that is that one next? Is that one waiting? Um, yeah. So I quite like sketchy sex for that kind of like as as staged as it probably is. It has a sort of realistic vibe. It looks like it's done on someone's iPhone. It's it's very it's very DIY. Raw. It's very DIY. So for instance, the ball gag, let's call hmm. it that, is a roll of toilet paper, which I was like, okay, that's a useful, mm, inventive, inventive mm. use of. Toilet paper, especially yeah. given the surrounds, it's, it's in a bathroom. He's not going to chip a tooth or anything. No, no, but I was like, oh, I can imagine having toilet paper in my mouth for a long time and, like, you know, when toilet paper gets wet and it, like, sticks to everything, like, it would, like, all stick oh. to your tongue and be like, <laughs> and you wouldn't be able to get rid of it. And then you, like, swallow some. Yeah, I was just feeling uncomfortable. And then eventually they want you to spit at them and you're, like, spitballing you're toilet s- paper. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds very messy to me. Yeah, it's... Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So, there's a lot of other things going on. Um, lots of different, as I said, penises going on. Jock straps, but they're more like your your footy shorts kind of crowd. Yeah, it's mm. they often have like an Abercrombie kind of feel to these videos. They're often, yeah, frat boys, like frat bro kind of style, which for a porn, I don't hate. I don't hate it. Can I just say, though? When they're moaning, they don't sound very straight to me. They never do. No. <laughs> even when they're, even when it's a very like butch moan, it's always like, yeah, you're moaning because you're sticking your uh, dick in someone. Ah, uh, ah, uh, like that kind of thing. <laughs> I love when no there's always. Like, I love when there's one. It's just like you know, the other guys are uh, doing that like hyper masculine, like trying to be really butch, like mm. yeah, I'm really into this. And then there's just one that's like ah 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 ah. Does like a really like <laughs> like light. Fettered, kind of <laughs> like it just. It, I I really enjoy that immensely. Just debunking that whole like mask myth. Exactly. Yeah. He's just getting into it. He's getting into it. Whatever yeah. feels or natural. Getting someone into him. Mm. That's but the situation may call for. Personally, I don't think I would want to be railroaded on a bathtub. Something. A bit no, more I was just like my back hurts. Maybe like the clothes hamper. I could do that. Or the washing machine. The washing machine would give you a you nice jiggle as you were. Loads in. <laughs> Throw some loads in you. Yeah. One for him, one for me. <laughs> yeah, and if it's on, it gives like a nice tumble. And yeah. Might add to the mm. to the feeling of the moment. We should start and make our own porn. 
sketchy porn. <laughs> Zach and Miri make a porno. And there'd but be like Tim and Michael make a porno. Cats in the background or dogs and things. Oh my goodness. I can't have I talked about this on the show before? So there's <laughs> there's this video that someone posted and it's of them trying to take like thirst pictures on like with their phone and it's like filming them and they're like in their bed and he's like oh and he's like pushing his ass into the camera being like oh you want my boy hole like oh he's do- like doing those kind of moves hmm. um and then his cat wanders into frame and it just gives him this look like <laughs> what are you doing and then it comes over and it just starts you know how cats just attack you for no reason yeah it just starts attacking him and he's like ah 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 <laughs> but he thought it was obviously funny so he decided to upload it it was v- it was very cute i'll see if i can find it on twitter and share it can i just tell you one of my thirst pics is of me with my cat. Weird. Legit. Weird. Where is it? Um, penis, why, penis, penis. Why is it with you and your cat? I just thought it was a cool pick. <laughs> was there any opportunity for you to Photoshop the cat out? Mm, no, not really. I mean, it would be opportune in corralling people online with the same sexual procri- proclivities as you who are also into cats. Hmm. Not like, like bestiality or anything. Yeah. I mean, I don't do it so much with with the like with the nudie pics, but like I'll be like flicking at profiles online and someone will have a cute dog and I was like, Oh well I'm definitely writing to them because I might get to meet the dog. <laughs> but then you get more likes because they're liking your thirst, but also your pet. Your pet at the mm. same time. Yeah. Well I'm not talking about posting these on like Instagram. Mm. I'm just talking about like when they have them in their like private album or whatever and it's just them chilling while they play PlayStation and their dog sitting next to them. I'm like Hey, do you want to meet up for coffee? Is the dog coming? <laughs> and then the dog doesn't come, and I'm like, so it's just us then? Yes. Um, cool. Uh, I understand if you want, you know, solo coffee before we meet the dog, but, you know, hopefully we will meet the dog, yes. <laughs> I'm that person. I've actually lost the photo of me with my cat. I was going to show it you. It sounds like it's for the best. Are you enthralled by the whole thing? No, hmm. not remotely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, on that we note, we should chuff off. We should chuff off, but I have one more thing to raise. Oh, and it's not an erect penis. Before before we chuff off, we were talking in the main show about you know drugs and and etiquette around using gear or not using gear in in specific scenarios. Yes, there's um something that's can be really beneficial in group scenarios is if you're using depending on the kind of gear you're using, using it together so that you can monitor your usage and your dosing. G o'clock, especially for G. Yes. Uh, so there's a there's a great clip that you can find online if you if you just search the interwebs for it called G o'clock, which is a clip all about um, uh, men in group sex party environments uh, running into trouble when they've uh, improperly dosed their G. Mm-hmm. Um, one gentleman just gets sent off in an ambulance. Another one um, experiences sexual assault because he's unable to communicate with people in the party and he's in a sort of private sex environment it's it's quite confronting um but there's this great sort of morale amongst the the guys in a in a future scene where they're all taking their g or what's called g o'clock so for anyone unfamiliar with dosing with g generally you take your your dosage whether that's half a mil or a mil or two mil it, it really depends on on you and your body weight and the amount of of g that you're taking but Depending on what you're doing, it's important to dose the same amount and do it every hour. Is generally yes. is generally common. Um, and so Although, these, it, hmm. and, and that depends. Not with G necessarily, because if you take mm. two or three mils, 
You're not going to take that every hour. No, but generally, pe- what people will do is go. I need to take it on the so hour, every hour, mm-hmm. and so they will mon- they'll change their dose so that they can take it on the hour. So if they would normally take three meal every two hours, mm. they'll go. Well, I'll take it one every hour and a half. That way, I know to take it every hour. Yeah. Um. And so these guys in this party would go ding ding ding, and the timer would go off and be like, Oh, cool! Anyone that's dosing now is the time to do it. Brilliant. Um, which, for anyone that hasn't taken G before, it can really impact your sense of time. So if you're not wearing a watch, you don't have a timer, you can lose track of things really easily and be like, oh, it's been ages. I've had such amazing time. It's, it's been ages that I've been fucking this guy when really it's been a minute and a half. Yeah. Um, and so you go, oh, it must be time for another dose. And you go to take it again. You're like, oh, well, it's actually only been a minute and I'm definitely going to drop if I take another dose. So timing's really important. You know what's also good at sex parties uh, lollies and mm-hmm. ice blocks and things like that. Yep. I know some organized dance parties where they will purposely give out icy poles. Icy poles, lollipops. To avoid G-drops. Yep. Um, the, the, sugar. Other, the other thing with some drugs as well, if and not just in a in a party, sex party environment, but if you're just going out partying, mm. um, some drugs will um, deplete your, you know, your mineral and salt levels, but also will make your um, your muscles sort of atrophy a bit. You know, those people yeah, that grind magnesium. their teeth. Magnesium. Yeah, magnesium is fantastic. So you can get those effervescent um, capsules mm. like, um, like, a like, like a Barocca, like a hydrolyte. Um, yeah. And it's in the same sort of like effervescent disc and you just drop it into water and it's ju- it's just the magnesium component. So you right. can have that as a like lemony or like grapefruity kind of drink mm. and get the additional magnesium. And especially like before bed, if you're someone that like grinds yeah. and bites and you, know, you wake up with like jaw lock, essentially, it That's can sort me. of negate that, that process. And you don't want jaw lock one you're, while you're going down on someone either. Not a good idea. Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> uh, no, but um, I know people that are like, Oh, I was I was having a really good time, but I was like grind like like biting my face off kind of thing, and I was trying to give this guy a blowjob, and was like all I wanted to do was bite down because my my jaw my jaw muscles were just aching, like I just felt like I needed to clench them. Yeah, and obviously I couldn't because I was had someone stick in my mouth. You know what's terrible when you're being force face fucked, and it's the wrong angle, and you're trying yeah. not to bite their cock. Yeah, but. No matter what you do, you're like I'm just I'm straight into you. the teeth. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, <laughs> and because you don't have as much control over the situation, you're like, I hope this person doesn't think that I'm like a dick biter. Like, <laughs> you know how there's always one that's like someone that uses way too much teeth. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like I hope this person doesn't now think that I'm that person. It's like no, no. You're just coming at the wrong angle for this situation to be yeah. pleasant for either of us. Yeah, mm. you don't want bleeders at those parties. No, 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 not a good idea. Not a good idea. On that bright mental note, on that bright mental note of biting penises. Uh, I think that might be it for us. I think so. But here's also a photo of me, and my cat. See. Ah, uh, okay. So it's for for context. Maybe we'll put this up on Instagram. Uh, it's you clearly without a shirt on, but you're not even showing your nipples. It's just like a selfie, and your cat's. Qu- perched quite cutely on your shoulder. Look, that's not my scruff it's not like, photo, but it's similar. It's not like you doing like a hole pick in the bed and there's just the cat in the background. Like, that's what I thought might have been weird about this particular picture. No, it's like a selfie and the mm. cat's kind of in the background trying to steal my thunder. My- <laughs> See, look. Yeah, again, yeah. you're wearing shorts. It's it's just a selfie. Yeah. Anyway. It's, it's attracting thirst, obviously, but yeah. it's not. It's not like, here's my giant erection and your cat's like, psh, 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 psh. Trying to like play with your penis like volume uh, stream. My cat does that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, our our dog has tried to do that. Ow. Yeah. We'll be in the middle of doing something and he's like, Hey guys, what's up? And he'll like he does this thing where he like like taps you. Yeah. Like for attention. Not yeah. like to try and play with your penis, but he's like, mm. Hey, hey, I'm just I'm just letting you know I'm here. 
and like taps you. Mm. Sometimes we're just like, I need you to leave the room now. <laughs> Mine thinks it's a game of whack-a-mole. So he's oh. like, I'm going to get you. If I get the dog to go out of the room, he thinks that I'm attacking Freddy. Oh, He gets very cute. concerned. He sits at the door and then he sort of like whines a little bit. And then when we're done, I'll open the door and he has to like run in and check everything. Because ah. he can hear these weird noises being made. And he thinks someone's in distress. It's very cute. But I'm like, you just... Just settle down. Settle Speaking down. of pets, He's fine. if you'd like to send us your thirst pics with your with pets, your pets, yes, we would love them. Send them. We through. will put them on our Instagram page and everything. Yep. Just send them along to hide and seek at joy Is that the best way to get them through? Or they can send through through social. Us, yeah, or through socials. You yep. can you can slip into our DMs if you go to hide and seek on joy on Instagram or yep. just. Uh, type in hide and seek on joy into Facebook and you'll find us. I won't be able to comment for another couple of days because I am ah, still ah, in ah. Facebook jail. Um, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it on Twitter, the photo that got me blocked, because I know I can post it there. And It's ridiculous. It, it's so ridiculous. It's, it's a shirtless picture. It's not even of me. Hmm. It's a shirtless picture that I didn't even post that I shared from another person's account. And that account didn't get blocked. The owner of the picture didn't get blocked. But I did. I was like, "Wow, this is homophobic. homophobia. <laughs> Essentially, it was. <laughs> I was like, if this was uh, a woman in her bikini, you would not have blocked this. It's just because it's uh, a gay man that's sharing it. Anyway. Homophobia. Homophobia. We'll that's all we have. Next time. Next time. Next week, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You are with the Sexperts here on the Sextras on Hide and Seek on Joy 94.9. Emphasis on the bush. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.